Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. You're listening to a gay podcast recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, in the Andersonville area. And West Hollywood, California. Welcome. I don't know what episode number it is, though. I don't either. We don't do our research like Ricky does. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> um, Ricky is in the wilds of, I believe, Michigan. But yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think it's Michigan this time. Michigan is so beautiful, but trashy. I've only been like once. Us. <laughs> I've only been once uh, when I looked at Wayne State as a grad school. And I... Uh, Where's Wayne State? In Detroit. In Detroit. Detroit. I actually really like Detroit. Um, it, it was is, It was a scary time when I was there. It was very I mean, rough. It's still kind of scary. Um, I went last summer or summer before. Um, and it was like, it's definitely rough um, in parts. Mm-hmm. But... It reminds me of Pittsburgh a lot. Like Pittsburgh is not as rough, but Pittsburgh is also very like if you're going through the suburbs, it's like, oh, that house doesn't have windows, but people are living in it. Like, yeah, you forget that I was in Pittsburgh in 2005 and downtown was rough. Downtown was rough. Um, There was that shooting the first opening night of our first show that summer. Because we were I like, remember that. we were trying to go out the stage door and they were like, oh, you can't go outside. And we're like, what the fuck? Show's over. And they're like, oh, there was a shooting. And we're like, God damn. <laughs> um, the like pretty much all of the gay bars in Pittsburgh are downtown mm-hmm. um, right by the theater district. Um, and the big club that Babylon from Queer as Folk was based on, it's called Pegasus and Pegasus was 18 and up but had like a a chain link fence that ran the length of the bar (laughs) and if you got your hand stamped it meant you were 21 and you can go through the chain link fence um but it so i was down because i turned 18 in 2002 so i was down there and it was 2001 (laughs) (laughs) yep um and I did get to go behind the chain link fence when I was like 18 or 19 because I had an older boyfriend and that thing where you lick your hand and mm-hmm. like put it on the other person's back of their hand, like to get the stamp to transfer totally fucking worked. COVID. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that no more. Well, Pegasus doesn't exist anymore. So I know that my friend uh, Renee went and did CLO last summer and she's like, you wouldn't even recognize downtown. She's like, there's hardly anything there that was there while, while you were there last time. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, Club Pittsburgh is still there, so. Well, thank God. Uh, although I'm pretty sure my Steel City Grill isn't there, that wonderful cafe, that, cafe uh, that was there. Yeah. Fuck, I love that place. I remember that place. It was um, good. I worked in the theater. Well, I worked partially, like, kind, like not for you directly, but we both worked for CLO. Mm-hmm. 
um, briefly. In I worked for CLO in different capacities. Once as a performer, yes, and then once when I drove that fucking van. <laughs> you did that twice, though, didn't you? I did. Two years. I did. That was that year that I had like five jobs at the same time. They were all part time. Yeah. Been there, still there. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, if you can't notice, I have a cold. My voice is a little bit lower right now. No, it's because you're so butch. I'm so butch. Um no, I God, I sound like Lauren Bacall. <laughs> you do not. Um, flavor. You're going to say anyway, we have flavor. Flavor. Um, <laughs> fuck. I'm like, so I was super paranoid that I had COVID because I'm going to Costa Rica in at this point, six days. Dang. And I already told you and Ricky this story, like on our group chat. But that's right, you guys. This isn't just an act. We have a group chat and we're friends in real life. It's not just for show. Right? And sometimes we say really funny shit in the group chat and we forget about it. So we try to write it down. But anyway, I took a COVID test yesterday. And like an at-home COVID test, which we know those are like iffy anyway. Like they're they're good. They work. But like, they work. Yeah. Um, but like, you're supposed to like, you know, get a real one if you're like real bad anyway. So it's been like, I don't know, like three days at this point. And George was like, well, if it is COVID, like, and your symptoms get worse, you should take it when your symptoms are worse. Just so you know, you're like in it. So yesterday I took one and I don't know how I was hallucinating. So I took one, I saw a pink line and a blue line, which means you're positive for COVID. And so it was like a minute before I was supposed to walk the dogs. I actually delayed walking the dogs because I wanted to take this test. Uh oh. So they were all they were all pissed off at me. Um, so because they know what fucking time it is. Um, so I march my ass into the living room and I'm like, well, guess who's not going to Costa Rica? And George is like, oh, my God, well, we'll figure it out. Like, it's seven days away. Like, we'll look at the quarantine and like, maybe you'll be fine. We'll take a test before. And then he's like, show it to me. And he looks at it and he's like, baby, it's negative. And I'm like, no, it's not. There's two lines. And he's like, look at it again and show me where the second line is. Maybe I'm not seeing it. And then I look at it again and he's got a fucking flashlight out, like his flashlight lap on his phone. And there is not a second line. I don't. My dumb ass is just panicked for no reason. Thank God you're not a girl or could get pregnant. You'd be like this all the time. I would be because <laughs> I'd be having scares. Left Getting your pregnancy test at the 99 cent stores and wondering why they're not right. Oh, my God. A green line shows up instead of pink or blue. <laughs> or it's just lemon, lemon, you know, clown. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, what have you been up to this week? Oh, it was uh, an odd week. I um, got called a faggot at the library. Yes. Yes. And so it was a crazy patron. And she was 
so the I went to one of the libraries that there was a lot of homeless people there. And, you know, I'm not big on ragging on homeless people, especially at the library, because my feeling is, you know, the library is a very safe place for them. They can come in from the elements or to be robbed yep. or raped and et cetera, et cetera. So apparently this woman was at the printer, which had this very big eight and a half by 11 sign that said out of order. Well, she flipped it up. And yeah, there's problem number one. Oh my God. So she's like opening drawers and slamming stuff and shaking and the librarian goes over and she's a sub too. And they talk quietly and the woman is getting a little bit louder and louder. So because it's got so many problems, there's two cops there and we share them with a different branch. And so the librarian walks over. She goes, can you help me? She's like, I've explained. She explains the whole story. So the cops were very calm and they are all right. So they get up and they go over and they were like, what's the problem? And the woman starts going on. She's like, this happens at this library all the time. And they don't, you know, they're just doing this and basically accusing this woman of racist racism. Um, and the cop gets the piece of paper and puts it down. And he goes, it says it's out of order. And she goes, I want him. And I kind of glance over and she points at me. I want oh, him God. to come over and and get retrieve my stuff. And I just don't leave my seat. And I raise my voice a little and say, ma'am, there is no way to recover what you sent to the broken printer. There is nothing we can do. Well, then <laughs> she comes over. And she keeps saying, well, I just want to say, I just need to say what I have to say. So I let her say, and again, she goes into the whole thing. And I was like, there's nothing we can do. There was a sign on that. IT needs to come. The cops have even said, there's nothing that can be done. IT has to come. So she goes on and on and basically accuses me of racism again. You know, this library, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, there's nothing to be done. And I was like, can you please stop being loud with me? Ooh. And she was like. I'm not being loud with you. You're being loud with me a while ago. And I said, no, I called over to you so that you could understand that there's nothing we can do. Well, it says it's just out of paper and you just need to put paper in and someone needs to print my stuff. There's a printer somewhere else and you need to print my, I was like, no. And also at the library, you can only print 10 copies for free mm. a day and you can't do any more. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice. But she had way more because she said she's printed at homework. So she keeps on and on and saying, I, I, I want to tell my, I, can I just say something? And I was like, you, you've said what you needed to say. I've heard it several times. Mm -hmm. What's your name? I said, I don't have to give you my name. What's your name? I'm not telling you that. So mm -hmm. she again says, can I just say, and I just turn my back on her. <clears throat> I just turn around completely, just look at the wall. So the cop goes, you need to leave. And she goes, I'm not leaving. I, I I don't have to leave. You can't tell me I can leave. And he goes, you're breaking the library rules. And she goes, what, what rules am I breaking? He squats down and goes, these rules right here <laughs> on the desk oh. and starts reading them off for her and indicating. <laughs> so she's still getting loud and loud. He's like, come, come with me. Very calm. He and his partner mm -hmm. escort her into the lobby and she's getting louder and louder. And he's like, you need to be quiet. And that's when she goes, that faggot at the desk. And it just... I don't care how thick skinned you think you are, mm -hmm. or how tough we've become, or mm -hmm. how we, you know, steal our feelings. It mm -hmm. still stings when you hear it and when it's not in your face. Cause if it was in my face, I probably could have come back with something. Yeah. But when you hear it, it just kind of stings. So anyway, I hear it like five or six times. And the whole time I'm thinking, 
what would you do if I hurled a slur at you? Yeah. Like the same kind of slur. You wouldn't like that either. Yeah. So anyway, um, they escort her off and he comes back and he goes, and he's got his dash cam on his chest and he, he taps it and he goes, Hey, can you just tell me your first name? And I kind of looked at the thing. He goes, Oh no, no, don't worry about it. He's like, it's not on. He's like, I have a report. I'm just going to put your first name. He's like, you don't work here all the time. Do you? And I was like, no. So I tell him and he's like, okay, we filed this report. We said this, this, and this he's like, and he goes, and then he started to explain because she said faggot. And I said, I heard. And he was like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, Aww. hey, it's it's fine. He's like, I just, he's like, God, she's just crazy. And But he was very calm. And this isn't probably the best time to be a cop, you know. Right. And it, not everybody has the best opinion on law enforcement. But these guys were very chill. And he <laughs> he really seemed like he was upset that she called mm-hmm. me that. He, he really, really kind of seemed like he was a little worried that I was upset. And I was like, I'm I'm yeah. fine. I was like, but thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, he's like, you know, if she comes back, he's like, we're going to have to write her up again. And then you guys can, you know, ban her from the library for however long. And yeah. then our security guy, that's not paid and not a cop. He comes by and she goes, he's like, she's done this the last two days in a row or something Ooh. like that. Like she's coming and screaming and hollering and got kicked out. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer she'll be able to come to that branch, but Anyway, and it bothered me a little more than I thought it did. So, yeah, I, it does. I, I, nobody has called me that gosh, since I moved here Mm -hmm. and I can't think of the last time, but it makes me more angry. So like, yes, it stings, but it makes me want to fuck you up. And see, that's the thing too. I was, I was angry, but I was like, all right, she's in another room. If I if, if if I let my anger control, I'd walk up into the lobby and be like, what the fuck did you say? You know, yeah. in front of the cops. Um, and if it was in, directed in front of my face, then I definitely would have had yeah. a different reaction. But, you know, my therapist was like, you need to reclaim the word. And I was like, oh, we do. You know, my friends, yeah. you know, my friend group, we have reclaimed the word. I was like, but when it's directed at you, like, you know, with that... And it's not right. your face. It's it's a little different when it's in anger or like specifically like to hurt you. Yes. Um. And I feel like yeah. I've. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say I feel like I told this story before, maybe before you were on, but I probably told it to you before. So I apologize, listeners, if I have already told it. Um, when I was a dancer entertainer sorry i was more of a singer (laughs) i'm more of a singer than a than a dancer back when i was a little bit of a triple threat um and i worked at kennywood and i was in the show kennywood the amusement park um there were like rent-a-cops essentially like kennywood cops that like patrolled shit to make sure um because there were situations like when i was growing up there was a little bit of like where you couldn't wear red or blue because they were gang colors oh yeah yeah yeah. um and just shit like that um like if you were going to the park and there were like certain days so schools had what was called like a school picnic and it was like a day when that school district got discounted tickets and like you could go with all your friends and like it was like everybody you knew um and there were schools that were like rough 
that like you wouldn't want to go and like people were scared to work on those days etc cetera, etc cetera. anyway that's why we had kettywood cops so we were contracted to like i don't know like eight shows a day but they were like 20 minute shows mm-hmm. and we had a ton of downtime in between and we could go ride rides if we wanted and there was like this kind of decent like employee cafeteria area where we would go and like get french fries or like a pop and just hang out and we were in there once and this big blonde nightmare woman of a cop who was not that much older than us came in and we were all sitting there and she said something like oh great the faggot dancers are here again And my ass stood up and I was like, which faggot dancers? These faggot dancers? This faggot dancer right here? Say it to my face, bitch. And I like fully popped off. And then I was like, I will do what I can to make sure you don't have a job. And I went. Full on Karen. Oh, I I fucking lost it. She did not get fired. She got suspended. And then she wasn't allowed to patrol any of the area where we were. And if they found out that she was like near us or like they were like, if you see them in the cafeteria, fucking turn around like. um, So I don't think I ever saw her again, but she was. And I don't use the word lightly, a cunt. Mm-hmm. And now she's a congressman, Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, she probably is on the fucking school board fucking somewhere Something. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's, uh, I know, but yeah, it's, uh, and you know, I, I told my therapist too, I said, you know, I forget how much of a bubble I'm in and it was just outside the bubble just a little bit and still Mm -hmm. LA is still kind of a bubble, but well, West Hollywood is like Andersonville. It's a, it's a bubble. So you forget. And I said, you know, I've been outside of it before when I went home for Christmas this year, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to get back to my bubble. But I yeah. think, too, it kind of hit a little harder because I do feel so safe in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. For the most part, there's, you know, there's not really very many areas that I would feel like mm, I need to maybe be a little more aware. Mm-hmm. Um, so to kind of have that happen, I was like, oh, I I would be surprised if I was called it in Chicago, especially in my neighborhood. But also, like, I could see it happening with, like there are kind of people who have mental health issues like mm-hmm. on the L and stuff like that. Right. So I could see that potentially happening. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like citywide, I have no problem like kissing George, not like making out, but like right. um, shit not, like that. Not gross PDAs. No, no. Cause I have class. Oh, I yeah, am. I- a lady. Yes, I, I saw. Where was I yesterday that I was like, get off him. Y- y- nobody's going to believe that you're that in love. I think it was a Trader mm-hmm. Joe's and they were like making out. I'm like, quit Ugh. it. Quit it. That is not necessary. This is Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. I probably made out in public a little bit when I was in my 20s. but oh, that, that don't count. <laughs> I know no better. Um <laughs> The worst thing that somebody has called me on the L and I still think about it to this day. Um, I'm one of those people who has very specific feelings about etiquette on trains. Mm -hmm. If it's packed, take your fucking backpack off, put it between your feet. Like 
you can hold it, you can keep an eye on it, but no. Let us out. Let us out first before you get in. Exactly, exactly. Also, I do have feelings about people who scream about being let out of the train. Mm -hmm. Like, if you are moving towards the door and it is crowded, people will let you out. Yes. And the train is not going to take off without you. It cannot take off without you if the doors are still open and they are like, they do not close on people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they close on people, but then they reopen. Yes. Um, And we were, I think I was on the brown line, which is one of the like bougier lines. All right. Um, and, but it's, I would have to transfer to that usually to get to Groupon um, or actually when I worked at that other place too. Anyway, so this man starts losing his fucking mind. Like he's not going to get let off the train. And there are still like four people in front of him getting off the train. And I was like, you need to stop pushing and calm the fuck down. You will get off this train. And he says, shut the fuck up, fat ass. And I was like, I was thinner than I am now. How dare you? I was like, really? And I was like, stunned for a moment. Um, And then I said something angrily. Then I don't remember what it was, but I was just like, so I was like, wow, he really got me. Ouch, motherfucker. Um, yeah. I, I was like, used- I'm going to get off this train and beat your ass. <laughs> With my fat ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a couple of times in New York where, you know, you'd be behind somebody, you know, everybody's packed mm-hmm. in and like you'd get off at a busy station like Penn Station. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. getting off. And this guy's like, excuse me, I need to move. We hadn't even come to a stop. Mm-hmm. And I went, so does everybody else. Chill the fuck out. And I heard, I saw some people giggling. And then as soon as we stopped, I shifted my body to the side so that he could pass. But, he, you know, we hadn't mm-hmm. even come to a complete stop. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And we I were just... by the door. It's not like he had to travel far. Right. Yeah, we were, like, standing. Like, he didn't have to get up out of his seat. Like, it was not. And that's another thing when people start getting ready when we're like, I'm like, ma'am, we still have a little bit before we get to your stop. I'm I'm going to need you to stop freaking out. Best stuff to do. Yeah, I don't play. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but I don't really take the train. Well, I told this story last week about me wanting to fuck up some 20 something girls on the metro and then there was some dipshit on the train but that's like basically it we take the bus sometimes but Mm -hmm. we don't live that close to the l anymore oh yeah yeah there's like oh you kind of moved to the other side right like in the same area but like a yes we moved so we basically live like a 10 15 minute walk from our old condo Mm -hmm. um but we live like two full city blocks west Mm -hmm. and we moved north and like we can walk to the train but those two blocks the the one main street clark street kind of goes diagonal through the city Mm -hmm. everything else is on a grid but there are a couple of things that like cut through on a diagonal um and it's like subtle because we're not that far away but like we are further away from Broadway, which is where most of the red line stops are. Plus they're refurbishing shit on the red line. And like, Mm. 
the stop that's closest to us, I'm pretty sure is fully closed and it's just not worth my time. Well, and if you don't need to use it, you don't need to use it. Right, right, exactly. Also, there is the Damon stop is literally like outside our house. Mm -hmm. And then like another block is the Clark bus. And like, we don't, we just like straight shot. So it's like not that bad. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. Now people know where I live. <gasps> oh my God. They're going to stalk you. I mean, maybe <laughs> they're going to steal my mail. Somebody stole some of my mail. Ooh. What'd they steal? Do you know? A record. Which one? Oh, I got the original score to Chopping Mall. <laughs> it, look, I wanted it when they first released it because they did a re-release. Well, they're going to be disappointed when they open that up. It's going to be hard to carry like, this what time. The fuck? What the fuck I know. is this? Let me take this back. <laughs> well, like our old condo, the mail was like, you had to get in the front door with a key. Right. Um, But people still stole shit because stupid mailmen or like the ups or whatever would just leave shit outside um and then when we moved here it's like the mailboxes aren't secure mm -hmm. and there's i mean like we have mailboxes that are locked right um but for like packages it's not super secure it's just a but lobby live, yeah so we live like in a kind of nicer area i guess and like i don't think there's a whole lot of mail thievery or they just lost it and marked it as delivered. I don't fucking know. I I need a refund. Uh anyway, the record company was really nice oh, and they cool. sent a new one, but they also were like we're not sending it to your address in case it gets stolen again. Um but it did get delivered to a friend. Oh, okay. I have confirmation. Nice. Uh uh, but yeah, so that was kind of my big week thing. Um, oh, and then I had another incident with the homeless person. I, I, I swear I attract these people, um, the the crazies or the like the the, the eternally damaged people. I uh, so when I was leaving, damage. Uh, uh, leaving uh, my commercial acting class that I've been taking, which has been a lot of fun and has been been very good for my self esteem. Uh, but anyway, we were leaving. And uh, there was this homeless lady and I was walking with the teacher who uh, uh, was is always like, hey, I hate to say I'm sexist, but, you know, can somebody walk me, a guy walk me to my car? And I usually mm -hmm. ask and I say with her in lock, but this time I was parked in front. So as we were walking and we were just chatting and I saw this homeless old lady and she picked up something off the ground and she kind of whipped it like it was a whip, but it was like Ooh. a pair of pants. And Irene kind of moved and I just kind of kind of put my arm kind of right here. So if, if the lady came at us, I could kind of shove her to my right and, you know, yeah. get in the way. But she was like, it's mine. It's mine. And Irene was a little kind of freaked out. And I was like, eh. But I'm like, damn, these people, you got, can't make eye contact with crazies like that because they're like, mm -mm. I can come talk to you and tell you all my problems. Or, oh, my God, you're going to attack me and this is mine. And you're like, uh-uh, no, ma'am. Go, go. No, no. Stay over there. We have some regulars. Mm-hmm um in our neighborhood that we kind of like know um and what are their the nicknames that, like what are their nicknames i don't have nicknames oh. i don't have nicknames <laughs> um there was that one guy that i'm pretty sure was like unhoused and was trying to fuck me maybe oh, Jesus. um that's the guy that and i've told this story before it's the guy who showed me his boner 
on the sidewalk. Um, and it was like, I guess it was nice, but like, um, I'm okay. Like, I don't need any. Um, <laughs> but there are, like, as long as you're pretty chill, mm -hmm. it's not an issue around here. Like, nobody, nobody really calls the cops. Mm -hmm. um, partially because... And I don't know how much the LAPD has cleaned up their image, but like Chicago needs to do some shit. Right. Um, Cause it's not, it's not a great situation. Like you were saying it's like hard to be a cop. Like I get that, but also cops inherently, and we've said this before, attract a certain personality type. Right. Um, and I think it's a big problem here, which is why, like, there's a mayoral election and one of them is like, we need more cops. And the other one is like, we should probably, like, figure shit out with the cops. <laughs> Guess which one I'm voting for. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but there's oh, God, the fucking Facebook group around here is hilarious. Like the like neighborhood discussion. Oh, um, but there's like a couple who have been problematic and like um i don't know if they've like straight up assaulted people but i th i think they have but there's been like hey if you see this guy he's been in this like mm -hmm. three or four block radius um if you can avoid calling the cops um there are like i think other resources maybe but anyway sometimes you do have to call the cops what a fun episode this once. is what a fun episode this is <laughs> Um, because I'm petty yeah. and we were moving, we were moving and there's like a non-emergency. I can't remember. Is it six one one or some shit? Mm -hmm. Um, there's like a non-emergency line. And so I called for like a traffic issue because we were moving and we had, you can get signs from the city mm -hmm. where it's like no parking on this day because it's a city. And like, if you need a moving van, yeah, you have to block off the right. area. So this car had been parked there for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. Like it was like basically abandoned. Um, So I'm getting ready and I'm like, I don't know whose car this is, but I'm going to give them like an hour. And I was like asking neighbors and shit like that. And I was like, I'm calling the police and I'm going to have it towed. Yep. Because I ain't fucking around. Fuck them. Um, but they didn't actually end up having to tow it. The cop stayed and was like, the moving truck can park like into the intersection. Mm -hmm. And the cop was like, if anybody fucking complains, like, I'll be, be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to yeah. call a, I was going to call the cops on or the traffic, whatever it's called here, right across the street. Cause a car was parked and it was parked just enough. So that it was like at a space and a half. So like nothing can mm. like really get behind it without mm -hmm. going into a driveway. And it was there for like a month and a half. And I was pissed. And uh, so I finally asked the, uh, not the landlord, but the manager. And he's like, oh, it's the Asian guy that lives over in the building over there. And I was kind of like, why'd you have to say it like that? But anyway, um, <laughs> he said the car's broken down. He's like. I called and they said, give me a number, but I didn't, you know, I I couldn't remember it. And I was like, Rich, there's a thing called a pen and paper that you write the number down with. Huh. 
So anyway, I was ready to find, get it. And then I had to leave on a trip. I came back and it was gone. They moved it because he's like, oh, it was broken down. I was like, it couldn't have, it couldn't have scooted another mm. like three feet forward so that somebody else could park there. Uh, yeah. I hate that. That is one of the things I don't like about my neighborhood is these people that can't park correctly. Take up a space and a half so that a car won't get hit. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. This is a city. I feel that. Thankfully, we do have parking like on site, like our own parking. Well, we only have one spot. So, and mm. then when when Ian wasn't sure about this uh, apartment, I was like, "I'll give you the spot. I don't care." I mean, I've parked on the street the whole mm -hmm. time I've lived here, so he has the spot, which is fine. Um, it's just those little moments of you're coming into my neighborhood and you can't even park fucking park correctly. And there's a couple of times I've rolled down the window and was like, "If you can pull forward another like two feet, then I can fit behind you." Oh, uh, 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 usually confronted people will do it because I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. pull forward some so I can fit in there. I am, I wouldn't say heavily, but appropriately medicated now. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little less angry about things and a little less confrontational. Um, but also weirdly enough, well, it's a benefit of living on a one-way street. Mm -hmm. Another clue to where I live. <gasps> um Piece it together, Jessica Fletcher. Um, but it's a one-way street, and like it's hard, like it's not hard to get to where I live. It's just if you want to park on our street, you like have to want to park on our street. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lot of people do, and a lot of the buildings here have parking, mm -hmm. so it's not so bad. And but like dangerously, we're one of like a handful i guess of chicago neighborhoods where you don't have to have like a this is zone a and have a sticker uh, and shit yeah, yeah yeah um like a lot of places i think like up where ricky lives is zone free as well mm -hmm. but um yeah so that's like attractive to people plus we live by like a lot of attractive shit right so well, see, I'm down the hill from the viper room so everybody wants to park uh, but after seven you can't park without a permit um, and then we, there was talk about one of the city council wanted to put either speed bumps or the little risers that come up out of the ground starting at seven mm. to block it off. And I'm like, you have to, people are driving down our road, like at 50 miles an hour. Cause it's coming down the hill yep. and they're trying to avoid like traffic and get, and I'm like, this is a fucking neighborhood. You can't drive that fast. You know, there's too yeah. many dogs that are walking. And I don't have a dog, but it's still, you see the people trying to cross the street and the people are like zooming the pass like they're on the, you know, the freeway. And you're like, mm -mm, you can't do that. Yeah. We have some traffic issues. Well, like another clue. We live essentially like not far, like a block from a technically, it's a four lane highway. My God, you're like Carmen San Diego. Where in the world does Adam live? Some, if you're like in Chicago, you could probably piece it together. If you're like, okay, he lives in Andersonville by a Damon stop, by a Clark stop on a one-way street close to a four-lane highway, essentially. <laughs> it's not like a highway. Like, it has lights and you can cross it and all of that shit. It's like residential here. Um, but it is four lanes and it's a little bit sketchy. But people, I'm like, where do you have to go so bad? that you need to essentially like run a red light right like right here because it is a neighborhood um so i do occasionally flip people off also i have to snatch george up out of some intersections sometimes because sometimes he just be walking and staring at his phone 
mm-hmm. George. Yeah, that's my biggest pet peeve here is people look and it as soon as it walks, they turn, put their head down and just continue mm-hmm. to walk. And people are trying to turn and they're just la 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 la. I'm in L.A. I don't have to. Anyway. Well, as missing person said, nobody walks in L.A. <laughs> Was it missing persons? Did I, I get that remember. right. Probably. Um, I won't correct you on air <laughs> if it's wrong. It, it's right. I That's what I thought. Um, it's amazing to me how much the lead singer Dale Bazio looks like Lady Gaga, and I know that like she straight up has been like Lady Gaga, like jacked my swag, basically. And I'm like, she didn't, but like you guys do look a little bit alike. You look similar, but it's not the same. Dale Bazio, which reminds me, there's. Is he a bassist? I gotta look it up. Warren Cucurello. Okay. Um, he was in Missing Persons. Um, and then he was in Duran Duran for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because of whoever quit from Duran Duran. Um, but he and in my formative years, um, this was something that I did search out. He did uh like a full nudie Judy. I'm pretty sure like full erect photo shoot. Um and As like this episode nice. suddenly pauses and everybody goes and does the search. I'm Googling <laughs> it now. Um but yeah he like fully fully nude. Um oh I guess he did like Maybe like jerk off videos too. Oh geez, back before oh, everybody was, was in... doing it. Oh my god, I was a big fan of G Magazine, mm-hmm. which I think was like, where was it from? Like Mexico or something? Mm-hmm. Um, but they had some hot, hot, hot boys, as Missy would say, Brazilian. He... It's it's Brazilian. Is he family or is he just gay for pay? I think he's just gay for pay. Okay. Um, but it was like, oh, I remember this guy, Alexandra, Ale- Alexandre, <laughs> uh, Alexander Frota. I was a big fan of him, and he was naked in G Magazine. Look it up. I'm gonna look it up now. Um, it's so funny, and I think it's probably like not for the best but i used to be able to just be happy with like pictures Mm -hmm. and now i'm like well that's all we had i need action and fast forward to this you watch a little of the dick sucking you're like okay then you watch a little of the rim and you're like okay let's get to the business yes yes (laughs) you're like i I I also i can do that at home (laughs) i don't always want to see a butthole true Oh my God, I went to, and we can talk about this if we're going to record another episode. Yeah. Um, which we should probably because this one's going to be a little bit short because I got a poop. Yeah. And I got a, a longer story too to tell. So, um, but I went to tune in for the next episode to hear me talk about um, going to the Dan Savage Hump Film Festival. The what? Hump. It is kind of like crazy like some of it isn't like super crazy but it's amateur porn 
Okay. Oh, yes, you told me about this, huh? I'm just writing it down so we don't forget. Yeah, so you might you might poop um, out all your memories after this, and we won't remember oh, thank, it. Yeah, list, it's true. It's our, true. Our it's, listeners will be disappointed. I we had to delay starting the episode. Like we signed on, and I was like, "Oh, Jerry, I have to poop." I think it's because I had a spicy gyro last night, or gyro, as you might call it. We call it gyro in Pittsburgh. I know, and that wrong. goat meat is coming out. Oh, it's doing something. I'll tell you that. Um, so let's sign off. I'll yes. poop. And then we'll talk. And we'll come back with some other stories. I've got the most L.A. story you've ever heard. (laughs) Well, get ready, listeners. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys. And we hope you enjoyed the show. You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.